Hello. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Seriously Fun. Seriously Fun. <laughs> Seriously Fun. All right, today we're talking Facebook memories, a new segment called The Yarn Barn. But first up, nightmares. I've had some pretty decent nightmares in my life. When we say nightmares, we mean stupid, scary dreams. Things that aren't scary, but you're afraid in your dreams. And then when you think about it later, the next day, when you're lucid, it's just like, that's actually really funny. (laughs) Can I not tell an actual one that I found really scary? Yeah, no, absolutely. But also... Not, I'm just saying, not just nightmares that are legitimately scary. Right. I mean, also, yeah, stupid, scary dreams. Well, I can tell you about a dream I had, a recurring dream that happened when I was, oh, I would have been like seven. And it was just after my house had been broken into as a kid. So, I've got to set the scene here. First of all, The entire left-hand side of the house was like glass sliding doors with curtains. You've set the scene. Thank you. What did it look out onto? Onto? Uh, We had like a little courtyard with a pond and a pergola. It's quite nice. Must be nice to be rich. (laughs) (laughs) Was not rich. (laughs) We had um, a private lake (laughs) and a weir and some boats. I wish. Had none of those. Just a... A brick courtyard that happened to have a pond in our rented house, might I add. We didn't own it. So thank you. Anyway, so (laughs) I played basketball as a kid. We get home from basketball one night, me, my mum and my sister, walk into the house and, you know, everything's normal. Straight into the kitchen, putting stuff away. I was probably asking mum what was for dinner. And my dad came home like 10 minutes later and as soon as he walks in the front door, he's like, We've been robbed. How do you know? Something big missing, like the couch is gone? <laughs> no, the TV. Oh. Big item. <laughs> but, like, when you walked in the front door, the TV was, like, to your left in the corner. So unless you looked, it wasn't, like, the first thing you would see. When you say when you're a kid, do you mean, like, an LCD flat screen TV or do you mean one of those big CRT TVs, like the big box ones? Two people would have had to carry this out of the oh. house. Yeah. Like, it was a big TV, but it was, like... Old crystal ray technology It was thick. It was a thick boy. I had one of those at uni. Fun fact, I threw it off the balcony. It was very satisfying. (laughs) Why did you throw it off the balcony? Because it was going in the bin. It had carved it. And um, we just wanted to destroy something, so we destroyed it. Well, that's totally fair. Hmm. Anyway, so back to my story. Yeah, Dad walks in. Obviously sees that the TV's gone. He's like, oh, we've been robbed. Picks up an iron and goes running around trying to make sure that no one's still there. I can't remember whether there was someone still in the house and he actually chased them away or not, but. You were young enough to be like. I was seven. Pretty rattled. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they broke in through my bedroom window. Oh, did, were you. I, was, I couldn't sleep in my room for a couple of weeks. Dad had to sleep in my room and I slept in with mum. And then for like. Aww. Yeah. For the next couple of months, I had this recurring dream that all the windows, like for the glass doors down the side of their house, would smash. And as I would try and run away, I would get caught in the curtains. (laughs) And then, like, 
<laughs> Eventually I'd break free from the curtains and the dream would end with some random shadowy figure putting me in the boot of mum's car and driving away. That's terrifying. It was it was so terrifying. Did you wake up like screaming? Screaming, yeah. Wow. It was Wow. It happened for years. The so the whole concept of like glass sliding doors down one side of the house that was there screen doors as well like what kind of security is that because you could just smash your way through surely oh pretty sure there were screen doors can't really remember because it's a bit long ago it's a while ago i'm pretty sure there was screen doors it was not the 80s (laughs) i wasn't even alive then thank you it was in the 80s well i remember there's two key things that i remember about those glass doors number one that in my dream they were smashed and the curtains caught me. Number two, that one time when me and my younger sister were playing Tiggy around the house, <laughs> I ran out the, the, the door and closed the glass door behind me. Oh! <laughs> and my sister Danny fucking head first into the glass door and, like, just behind this glass door a couple of steps back was a brick wall. So she, like hit the glass door, bounce back into the brick wall and then hit the glass door again. So ricocheted. Yeah, I would have been like. Yeah, that's awful. Oh, this would have happened when I was like 10, so she yeah. would have been six. But you're a big sibling, so like yeah. how funny did you find that? I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. Sorry, Danny, love you, but that was funny. <laughs> anyway, that that's my nightmare as a kid. It's just getting getting stolen. <laughs> What about other nightmares that aren't, like, legit nightmares that are actually funny? Because that's horrible. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> it's fine now. For a little bit more lighthearted for the audience. <laughs> Have you got any other funny ones? I mean, I can talk about my irrational fear of kangaroos. <laughs> you live in Australia. That's fucked. <laughs> so, it's one of our national emblems, like our coat of arms. It is, and it's terrifying. All right, so... <laughs> For a period of time, I was living out at my mum's partner's property and it was on this, like, acreage out in Whoop Whoop and there's the the house at one end of the property and then further down there's a shed and part of the shed had been turned into, like, a studio apartment. So I'm living out there and in the middle of the night there's, like, heaps of kangaroos. They're everywhere. And I used to have this dream. (laughs) It's so dumb. I used to have this dream that in the middle of the night there would be this really angry, aggressive kangaroo. If you haven't seen how muscly kangaroos are, just Google image search that. Yeah. Muscly, aggressive kangaroo, like, comes, it's like he's trying to get me. Does he come into your room? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in the dream, I'm in my bedroom. I'm, I'm there alone and I start hearing funky noises, so I go to check out what's going on. And there is this kangaroo just piss bolting in my direction. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a fucking kangaroo piss bolting in my direction. So I run as fast as I can into my bedroom and I close the door. And I am like pushing all of my body weight up against this door. And the kangaroo is pushing back. And I'm like, holy shit, I can't beat a kangaroo. Well, can you give me an example of the kinds of noises it was making? <laughs> no, I can't. I think like murderous, heavy breathing. Yeah, yeah, like that. Mm. Yeah, and then all of like because obviously they 
hop or they jump. So like every movement that the kangaroo would <laughs> I know make. What, you don't need to explain to me. I know how kangaroos like move around. <laughs> when I was little, I was feeding a kangaroo some carrot and it like, I don't know how, but it's like little paws got stuck in my hair. <laughs> and I'd act, I don't know if this is a real memory or a dream. Yeah. It's one of those like fuzzy things. You're not really sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was real or not. I kind of hope it was real. <laughs> anyway. also, I also once got um, some little fucking kid from my past, got one of those motorized little cars. What do you call them? Like remote control cars. Yeah. And for some reason, thought it would be funny to put it on my hair and turn it on. <laughs> they had to cut it out. It's not funny. Oh, man, this has given me some great <laughs> ammunition on how to piss you off. I love it. If you ever do that to me, serves me right for telling you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's your own fault. You got yourself into this mess. Right. So anyway, um, I'm on putting all my body weight on the door. Kangaroo's pushing back. It's like back and forth. I'm terrified. I'm, I'm sweating. I think I was sweating. Like I was sweating in general, but in my dream I was also like super sweaty. I'm like, I don't know how long I can hold this kangaroo off for. <laughs> anyway, so eventually the kangaroo stops pushing back and I'm like, I'm still putting all my body weight up against the door and I, I'm, my ears against the door, I'm listening. Like I'm trying to hear the hops because the hops were really loud. So he like hopped around my apartment. Goes a bit quiet for a while and I'm like, okay, now's my chance. I'm going to open my sliding doors and I'm going to climb up to that little compartment at the top and I'm going to lie down and I'm going to cover myself in blankets so that the kangaroo doesn't know where I've gone because the kangaroo's not going to be able to get up there because it doesn't have arms. They do have arms. Yeah, but like little hoppy things. They're tiny. It's not going to be – it's like he's going to stand at the bottom of my cupboard and reach out his long arms and grab me. He's got little little things. Yeah, they don't have thumbs, right? No, so I like, know that. First things first, it couldn't even have opened the door. But proceed. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. So, all right, it's quiet. And I'm like, all right, now's my chance. So I remove my body weight from the door and I get from the door to the top of the cupboard as quickly as I can. And as I'm climbing up there, I start to hear it hop, hop, oh. hop. I'm like shitting myself, climbing up there, pulling the blankets over the top of me. So the blankets over your face? Yeah. You can't see? Or you know how you like lie under the blankets but you try and make it so there's like a little little crack where you can just – because you need to know when it's coming. (laughs) You have to know. you got to be able to see it. I've managed to close the sliding door. So I'm in darkness with a little little crack that I can just see out the blanket and the hopping. It's getting closer and closer and louder. And then the fucking sliding door opens and I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, when you're so freaked out that you can't breathe, I'm, like, holding my breath, like, don't make a fucking noise. But also thinking to myself, it's okay. A, how, how is the kangaroo going to know I'm up here? And B, it's got no arms. But it's a dream. So it fucking got you. So it's got fucking <laughs> arms and then out of nowhere it's reaching up and it's grabbing me. And then I wake up. That happened to me for like three months when I was living in this apartment. And now I have an irrational fear of kangaroos. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what you're getting for 
the next holiday, the next reason to give you a gift, you're getting a kangaroo toy. Why do you hate me? I don't hate you. I care about your recovery. <laughs> Exposure therapy. Frame this in a positive way. <laughs> I'd like to call out the um, toxic positivity that you've just displayed. <laughs> That toxic positivity. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> have you got any dumb, irrational oh. fears that have come from dreams? It's okay. So I was watching this really terrible, like, C grade horror film from America. It's called It Follows. And the whole plot is basically it's a sexually transmitted ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's as great as it sounds. So you'll like. <laughs> The only way you can get rid of the STG is by sleeping with someone and then it transfers to them and the ghost will come for them and kill them. But once it's killed them, it goes back down the, the line of people that has like most the, recently yeah, been like previous. To. So like say I've got the ST, STG and then I go and sleep with someone and then that person goes and sleep with someone. It'll kill the person they've just slept with, then them, and then it comes back for me. There's Look, there's a lot of plot holes in it. No one else can see the STG. I'm just going to keep calling it a ghost because I'm going to start saying the SCG, which is Sydney Cricket Ground. So the ghost, it, no one else can see it. It also, it only walks. It doesn't run. So it'll just... A, wait, hang on. It's a ghost. Why doesn't it fly? It's, I guess it's kind of like a demon thing. Okay. But because no one else can see it, only you who's been infected by it can see it. Anyway, it's so fucking dumb. But, like, it will present itself to you as someone that you know. So you'll think, like, I'll think you're walking up to me. And I'll be like, oh, hey, Mel, what's up? But you're not talking to me. You're just walking in the same pace. <laughs> and it'll be like you'll be right in front of me before I realise that you're the STG. And no one else can see that it's you or someone in the in the film will be like who are you talking to there's no one there i don't know what that was i think that was an american <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to <laughs> dude where's my cards kind of what that sound like dude what does mine say sweet what does mine say dude what does mine say sweet what does mine say <laughs> Watch that movie in a long time it probably doesn't hold up anyway 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 so the movie's stupid. It's really dumb. But the concept came into my dream. Oh, I thought you were about to say the concept was really great and I was like, mm. No, the concept of like it'll never stop coming for you. So you'd have to sleep with lots of people and then those people would have to also sleep with lots of people for it to be off your trail. But there's this constant fear that there's always some ghost demon thing that's walking after you and even if you flew across the ocean it because it can only walk it would just walk through the ocean until it gets to you which will buy you what a couple of months but it's still coming you'd live in constant fear right you're never free yeah <laughs> never free anyway stupid concept but the idea that something's coming after you so i had this dream for like a couple of nights in a row, that this faceless figure would be constantly walking after me and I'd be like running away as fast as I can but it's walking and I'm running. Classic horror movie thing. It's yep. still right behind me. It terrified me. Anyway, it's called It Follows. 
great, terrible film. Like I'd, I'd rate that high if you want to watch like a crap film. But be warned, the concept got me, came into my dreams. If you ever, ever get me a kangaroo thing <laughs> or think it's funny to dress up as a kangaroo thing, <laughs> I am going to dress up as a dark shadow and I'm going to follow you for weeks on end when you least expect it and I'm not going to tell you about it. You just did. But you went, <laughs> you've just ruined it. No. Thanks for the spoiler. You won't know. Trust me. In like a year's time. I will know because you can't stop laughing when you think something's really funny. <laughs> and you'll just be like hiding behind a tree, snickering with like stockings over your face and arms. And I'll be like, Mel. <laughs> Challenge accepted. I'm holding you to it. I'll get you. Okay, another thing that happens to me all the time in dreams is if I'm running or if I'm driving a car, I'm either going really, really fast or really, really slow. And one time I was driving a car and I couldn't, like I was going so fast and the brakes weren't working and I couldn't go around corners properly that I actually drove into someone's living room. Like the house was down the end of the street and I just like careened into it and they were like, it was like that classic blooper moment where they're on the couch watching TV and my car just comes in and I'm like, oh, sorry, and just reversed out and kept going. You didn't even pay for damages. No, nah, it was like a cartoon <laughs> or video game or something. I also, I don't always wake up when I fall in dreams. Like if I fall from a height, I will hit the ground and like shatter like a porcelain doll. Topical from the last episode. And I'll just crawl around the dream picking up my body pieces, <laughs> trying to put myself back together. That's so fucked it up. It is. It's because I watched that movie in Bruges, in Bruges, in Bruges, don't even remember how to say it, where the dude jumps off a bloody tower and he shatters when he hits the ground and they show you. And since I watched that, oh, it's, I'll be like crawling around picking up my arm, trying to, like, squish it back together, and it's just, like, mints. Oh, it's rank. Oh, oh. Why did you have to use the word mints? <laughs> that made it so much worse. We're just meat bags. Oh, okay. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. <laughs> fun. You know what's also a nightmare? Facebook memories. Oh. Is it because we started when we were, like, just coming out of high school and we weren't actually real people yet? We didn't know how to talk to other people? Only no. our high school friends who shared our in-jokes and our shit humour? I don't even know if I can look back on my face, my Facebook memories and say that they're humour. You thought, it's you'd just... like, oh, everyone, go into the pub, let's go have some fun. Fuck, this song's so cool. Like, things you would post, you're just like, there's no image, there's no link, it's just words, it's like a tweet yeah. from a twit and it's not great it's (laughs) there's no in between with facebook memories right you either a facebook memory comes up and you're like oh my god that was such a good day i had the best time or it is proper cringe worthy like i can't believe i ever posted that on facebook ever and the other thing about facebook memories that i cannot stand is when people or when it's one that I'm cringing about and people comment on it, <laughs> uh, I have I have a story. <laughs> so it has to do with my mum and two of my ex-girlfriends. Aww. So there's a Facebook this is memory. Already, this yeah, is already it's, it's a just <laughs> ultimate cringe. <laughs> so there's a Facebook memory that pops up of 
me and my ex-girlfriend from like 10, 12 years ago. And at the time when this came up on my, my memories, I had a girlfriend that obviously wasn't the same one. <laughs> and my mum has commented on this old photo of me and my ex-girlfriend and tagged my new girlfriend in the comment. What did she say? There's something about the hat that I was wearing. Oh, how bloody good looking is Mel in this photo, eh? I bet you wish you were that other bird. <laughs> but the best part was is that then they all started commenting on it and I was like, oh, make it stop, make it this, stop. This, this cannot go well for me in any way, <laughs> shape or form. Uh, so you now. When I become a mum, I'm going to make it my sole duty in life to embarrass my children because I think it's a rite of passage. No. Why would you want to do that? Not in a bad way, in a like smother you with love kind of way. This I'm is a gonna smother. Be, no, it's going to be one of those things where you think it's endearing and your children are like, get the fuck away from me. If you could see Mel's eyes right now, <laughs> it's really intense. No, I don't think you'd be like that at all. And I don't, my mum's not like that either. She just thought it was really funny because of the hat that I was wearing. And then it, it just escalated way, way too quickly. So um, I deleted the post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how do like, I get out of this? Delete. <laughs> that's the beauty of controlling the situation on Facebook. Yeah. Always remove it. Or if it's... um. One of those Facebook memories that someone else has tagged you in, I'm a very huge fan of the whole remove tag option so that I never have to see it again. You can also limit posts. So any new friends that add you now won't be able to see posts of you from like years ago. They'll only be able to see like most recent content. Did you know that? I did not know that. So like most of my work friends, if I was to get a a new job now or any clients that we have won't be able to see all of my drunk uni photos. I have a question. What? Do I have limitations? As your best friend, am I able to see your entire Facebook? There's context here before I shoot myself in the foot. The answer is no. (laughs) Unacceptable. (laughs) That's it. The podcast is over. I think you have the lowest setting. <laughs> because no. there's there's context. Let me get to it. Because I was asking Mel, like, "Hey, yo, if I if I yo, mate, I don't talk like that. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, <laughs> hey, bro. If I do this thing, I don't don't talk like that. Mel, if I block someone on Facebook, can they see that? Oh, in, they've gr- been blocked? in the groups. I was trying to block someone that I'm not friends with anymore, and. I couldn't tell if they could tell and I didn't want to make it awkward for them and other friends because we have like a whole big friend group that are still friends, but me and this person aren't. And um, oh, I didn't want my friends to be the, the one that would have to answer their questions of like, oh, what happened there? Are you still friends? Anyway, um, so Mel's like, why don't you just block me and we'll check it out? Not knowing that when I block her, that actually removes her from my friends entirely so yeah, you, you actually, all of my settings for you have changed and I'm just too lazy to go in and change it back I think you've just been given a new title what laziest best friend ever <laughs> I think it's low effort best friend oh, <laughs> that's brutal I'm not a low effort best friend no you're not you're not you're, you're not at all you're a high maintenance 
I'm not high maintenance. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty easy. Not like that, but like cheesy. <laughs> All right, when I look at my Facebook memories, it's filled with just hilarious haircuts, bad fashion, really cringy captions, and I realise, like, I'll just, like, look at it for a while and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I look like that. What am I doing with my face? Why am I wearing that? I look like such a dork. And then I realise how I feel about past me is how future me is going to feel about current me. And then I just feel better about it because, like, Fuck it. Own it. Rock it. Be comfortable. Be you. I don't care. Even if you've got shit hair or you think you're overweight or you don't like the current shoes that you have, but you're too poor to afford more, who cares? Just fucking own it because Facebook's going to remind you and you're going to feel shitty about it in the future anyway. So be comfy, whatever. Well, you could say that I've embraced this. That's why I've had the same haircut and the same fashion style for the last 10 years. No, I haven't. But. I saw an old mate the other day who I haven't seen in like six or seven years in the shops in this random suburb that I never shop at, and they recognised me because of my hair. <laughs> so I went home and cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting the things that motivate us to make decisions, isn't it? Oh, I've been recognised, got to chop it off. Because I, I asked, I was like, oh, how'd you recognise me? I've got a mask on. Like, I don't look the same at all. And he's like, oh, your hair. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> That's a, such a shame. Because I knew, I was trying to count in my head, like, how many years it had been. And I was like, damn, I've had the same haircut that whole time. That's a shame. Better cut it all off then. <laughs> I think people will still recognise you, though. Me? Or just the general you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can just tell. Unless yeah. unless we both turn up with our hair up and wearing dresses and high heels, I think people would not recognise us. You know, I, I always said that at my last workplace. If I was ever if I was ever going to rob somewhere, I'm not, but if I ever was, I would do it with my hair out, a dress on and heels. Because not a single person would look at it and be like, Oh, that smell. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh. I don't think I have any other Facebook memory stories. I don't either. Stories. Let's throw it back to the group. Share some of your Facebook memories with us. Take some screenshots. Let us know what cringing crap you've had in the past. Yeah, please. We'll make it a um. A Let us know that we're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're about to introduce you to a brand new segment. It's called The Yarn Barn. Welcome to The Yarn Barn. Pull up a pew, we're gonna shoot the shit. Grab some moonshine, we're telling the story. Yeehaw! I love the yarn burn. So what's this segment? I guess by now you've tuned in for quite a few episodes and you've realised that this is just us. Talking shit. Yeah, talking shit. Shooting like we would if we weren't on the microphone. Well, they call it shooting the breeze. <laughs> shooting the moon. <laughs> I think I said shooting the moon. Um, But one of the things that I've learned is, and you said it to me earlier today, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's all about that delivery, mate. So the yarn barn is going to be really, really boring stories, things that have happened to us that we've experienced in our life and our job is to tell them 
in a really exciting way. So I'm going to read you a story. Okay. And it's called... I'm just opening a candy. That's fine. Do you want to finish opening it first? Quick, go. No, it's okay. I'll just... Look, I just I was trying to be quiet, but it's a pink Starburst and I can't help myself. Oh, I've actually been snacking on pink Starburst the whole they, time. How fucking good is it that they sell the pink only bags? Best thing ever. Also, Starburst, if anyone from Starburst is listening, we would love to be sponsored by you. We would love all of your vegan samples of lollies and we are happy to review them. And um, if you're yeah. willing to sponsor us... We are willing to sponsor you. I don't. We're gonna eat. We'll eat your goods if you supply them. Oh <laughs> my lollies, mate! All right. This story is called "Getting Stuck in a City Building," a story by Mel Bertram. Okay. <clears throat> Hit me. On a Thursday evening, Mel makes arrangements to meet a friend in the city for a burger and a ketchup. Concerned about finding street parking, she decides to book a car park through secure parking so it's easy and close. Eureka! Special deal for $5. Can you... (laughs) Give me your best. Eureka! Eureka! (laughs) I don't know why it goes so high. Who says that? Eureka! Anyway... Special parking deal for $5 at a specific car park. I'm not going to name it. What a deal, Mel thinks to herself. That's why I love that this is in third person. (sighs) Mel proceeds to get ready and head in. Maps loaded to show the exact location of the car park. She's in the car on the way. She arrives, slowly pulls into the car park. The driveways are very narrow, winding steeply down under the building, marked with all the cars that couldn't navigate the sharp turns in the past. She begins looking around, trying to find the entry panel. Usually they're in a position that require her to put the car in park, unbuckle and climb halfway out the window to pop in the pin number. It must be in some arbitrary place, she thinks to herself. Alas, the panel was nowhere to be found, and there's also no boom gate in sight. Mel continues to navigate down the narrow driveways, assuming there must be a panel further down. How many stories do you reckon you are down by now? I'm like four or five stories (sighs) underground by now. She reaches a sign that identifies a few secure parking spaces that notes, Rego taken on entry. Mel is relieved that she didn't accidentally drive past the panel, so she parks and gets ready to head to dinner. So dumb. A green marked painting, ugh, let me rephrase. A green marking painted onto the concrete wall directs her to go through a door to access the lifts up to the ground floor. The door is locked. She wanders around the car park level to find another exit point, but all the other doors are locked as well. Feeling a bit silly for not being able to figure out how to get out of the car park, she begins walking up the narrow winding driveway to exit. Two levels up, she finds a lift. I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I did it, figured my way out. She hops in and hits the button to take her to the ground floor. Walks out of the lift and sees the front glass entry doors and a button that reads push to exit. Strutting her way to the doors, she pushes the, bu- pushes the button and nothing happens. The doors remain very closed. My old workplace had a button that you had to hold for two seconds, she thinks to herself. Maybe this is the same deal. I'll hold it in and see what happens. The doors? Remain very closed. Alright, this is clearly the wrong level. Back to the lift Mel goes, hitting B1. The lift doesn't move. 
She's stuck. Mel proceeds to try every other lift. None of the lifts move. She walks around the lobby, looking in every nook and cranny for options of some sort, or some sort of sign. Feeling a bit nervous now. So she breaks into the toilets for a quick pee, because there happens to be an unlocked toilet in the otherwise incredibly locked building. There's on probably s- some security guard watching you on the cameras, just like fucking with you. Anyway, I'm not interrupting. It's fine. (sighs) All right. So, onto the fire stairs. She walks through the first fire door and tries to leave it ajar as the handle can't be turned from the inside. And now she's slightly panicked and getting stuck about getting stuck in the fire stairs. It doesn't work. The door shuts. She felt like she'd walked into Pan's labyrinth, combined with the moving stairs from Harry Potter. There were four exit signs pointing in different directions, so she commits to the one that goes up and to the right. She's walking around, and after 200 metres of no doors or further signage, the panic starts to worsen. There is no phone signal, so she keeps walking, following this bend round to the left, even though she's walked to the right, being like, where am I going? Finally, she sees a door that says, door is alarmed, do not open. With a level of panic about to reach its peak, she sees a small label out of the corner of her eye. The label was small, almost minute, and it reads, push button to stop alarm sounding when exiting door. Jaw clenched, ready to run in hide of embarrassment if the alarm sounds. Mel presses the button, latches onto the door handle, and pushes the door open. Freedom. Sweet, sweet freedom. No Fresh sound. air has never felt so good. No alarm. Anyway, that's my story. Basically, I couldn't navigate how to get out of a car park. And that's my story. You know, you missed your opportunity to push the door open and go, Eureka! <laughs> I don't think, okay, the story might not explain it enough. I was freaking out. I can imagine you freaking out. I'm pretty sure I called you. Yeah. After you got phone reception. Just like, you'll never guess what just happened. Yeah, you you were pretty (laughs) upset. It was a good time. Well, that concludes my story. (laughs) Trust you to get stuck in a fucking car park. I know. It's a very mel... What is it you call them? My melisms? It's a melism. It's a melism. Yeah. Um... Look, over time, my writing, my story writing is going to improve. Um, it's actually a Udemy course I'm doing at the moment. Oh. How to be a better writer. Oh, good for you. Yeah. It's, I look forward to the next um, short story. My next yarn barn? Yeah. Yeah, mate. Stay tuned. Plenty more to come. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up all of our topics for today. But before we go, the first thing... No, the last thing that we want to say <laughs> is thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this, getting involved in our journey and supporting us along the way. You guys are legends. Yeah, it's humble beginnings and we love the little group we've got going on, the little community that's starting to build. You guys have banter with us on Facebook and it's it's awesome. We love the personal messages we get. And our friends, that when we see them in person, will talk to us about it. And it's it's really lovely. So thank you so much. Um, we're having a really great time. 
we're having a lot of fun. Hope you're having fun too. Yeah, we definitely hope you're having fun too. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is a snapshot of our friendship and uh, yeah, we enjoy sharing it with other people. Yeah, we do. Until next time. Bye. Bye.